Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Martin Kupinger. He is the Principal Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts and one of the founders. Hi, Martin. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to talk to you. Great to have you. And again, we do this for a very good reason, because you've just uh, completed some extensive work uh, for a leadership compass, and you covered the area of identity fabrics. And this is an update document. It has just recently been published. Um, and we want to talk a bit about what identity fabrics are with respect to this leadership compass. So what's the market segment and what has changed in the meantime, because it's an update document. So first of all, if you would have to define, define identity fabrics as a market segment, what would be your key criteria to look at? Yeah, so we have at Kubernetes Call Analysts, we have defined this concept of identity fabrics a couple of years ago as a comprehensive um, approach on all of identity management. And so, so basically, identity fabrics are a, a model, a concept, They help organizations to sort of build their, their fabric in the sense of a mesh or of a production line. It could be both, and it is both, in fact, across all the identity services. And when we then look at vendors, then we look at sort of the, the completeness um, of the vendors' offerings in supporting such a comprehensive model. Um, so this is... At the end, the point we look at rather comprehensive offerings. In in earlier days, we have, might have even called it IAM suites, but it's more than IAM suites. But it's really these these offerings that can do more than just um, expertly solve a certain um, element within the broader identity management area. So these are the products that organizations should look at when they start on their journey or are updating their platform as a whole to have a hopefully broad coverage of what we consider to be individual building blocks within our reference architecture within the identity fabric. So it's IAM plus IGA plus a bit of PEM? I, I, th I think that fits quite well. So it, it is um, that um, also when we talk with customers about um, building an identity fabric, defining an identity fabric, we always clearly state it would be very unusual if you just would use one tool to do it all. So, but it's a smart idea to have a few sort of main building blocks, one or two or three, and then complement it with the highly specific capabilities um, that are not delivered by these solutions. So, so from that perspective, Yes, the expectation would be that there's a strong coverage usually in IGA and in access management, plus maybe PAM, plus Keems, so Cloud Infrastructure Title Management, or DRIM, our Dynamic Resource Entitlement and Access Management concept, and the more specialized things like integration into decentralized identities and more. So this is basically the idea. And so, so most of the vendors are definitely strong in both of the core domains, so to speak. The IGA and, and access management. Some are, are very strong in one domain and a little weaker in another or um, deliver more broad set of capabilities, but not always in, in excellence. So it's 
a little bit a mixed field, uh, field here. What we also see as very important is, and you brought up this modernization and, and also the, the implementa first implementation aspect. What we see as very important is that an identity fabric, and this is where we have a, um, high expectations, um, have a modern architecture, are, so to speak, not API first, but API strong, I would say. So really being very strong in APIs, but also in a good user experience via the, the user interface. Um, these are elements we, we see as very essential. We also looked at a few specialists, which are not serving the full range, but are exceptionally strong when it comes to the integration capabilities into this mesh, into this fabric. Right, and that would also be, have been a question that I would like to ask because we think of this identity fabric as the orchestration of services, individual services provided for individual use cases, building blocks of this of such an architecture. Do the vendors really move towards this services approach? So really also modeling the individual capabilities as a service, or are there also these, these monolithic uh, vendor suites that are available that are not easy to, to cut into slices? Yeah, so, so I think the interesting thing is when, we, when I look back to the first edition and, and this edition, so on one hand, the number of vendors we have rated has increased quite a bit. Um, and the, the technology maturity of these solutions also has increased. So um, we also see some of the established players in this market that are um, at least quite a bit um, sort of uh, done with their journey from a traditional monolithic set of products Usually, that wasn't really a suite or an integrated thing, but they had these strong, established, mature products, but in a rather traditional architecture. And we see several of these vendors um, very actively working on, on modernizing, on rebuilding sometimes these solutions and delivering them in a, in a more modern architecture, built on microservices, deployed as containers with a consistent set of APIs uh, being ready to be delivered as a service, frequently also uh, being delivered as a service by design, by default. So, so this is really something where we see a, a, a significant um, evolution happening um, in the overall identity management space towards modern architecture. That also means um, identity fabrics are very well suited to modernize the IAM infrastructure that organizations may have built over the past 10, 15, or even more years, because um, these solutions uh, we look at are in are having a modern architecture. Sometimes they are a little bit still on the journey, but um, the direction is clearly set. set. And the other thing we have in this identity fabric concept is that we also look very much at how do these solutions support, so to speak, everything from exposing APIs for digital services that can consume identity services to managing SaaS services to managing the legacy or even integrating with um, legacy identity management solutions for a sort of a gradual transition from the past to the future. Right, but that in turn also means that the solutions that you looked at are not either IDAS or on-prem or they, they, they are just, uh, they need to be hybrid. They need to be deployable in several ways to use to make sure that they 
can accompany an organization on their journey to this digital transformation, right? Yes, yes, and no. So, so we see some solutions um, from from some of the vendors which just offer public SaaS, but have approaches that allow them to connect back to the sort of the the, the legacy world to on-premise applications. For instance, using a gateway that sits in where in between the, the legacy applications and the, the modern applications. So we see this happening. Um, we also see vendors that have a, a sort of a more flexible deployment model offering different options. Um, I think that is something um, where it really depends on the customer what is the right approach to choose. So there are pros and cons for all of these approaches. Um, and so what, what we don't look at are solutions that are not uh, sort of in an architecture that allows an as-a-service deployment. So being able to be deployed as a service is a must. Um, but if it's just public, uh, multi-tenant cloud, that's also fine. Right. I've, I've had a quick look at the document, and this is really a substantial document. It's almost 100 pages, so there lots of work went in there, and there also uh, quite a number of vendors are, are covered. Um, this is an update, as you said, and I would normally assume that this is a mature market. Uh, nevertheless, are there new entrants? Are there massive changes in the rating? So just as a teaser for the audience to have a look at the document. Yeah, so so on one hand, we have, as I've already mentioned, I think we have roughly 50% more uh, vendors in the trading this time. I wouldn't dare to say this is a really mature market segment. I think it's still a journey. It matured significantly, but um, I think when we go look at forward into the next edition in whatever, 12 or 15 months or so, then we will see a significant uptake in maturity because we see a lot of vendors investing very intensively in their offerings, either by extending features in certain areas where they're not as strong or by modernizing, still modernizing some parts which are sort of more traditional. So I expect that we will see a, a further increase in maturity, a very significant increase in maturity over the next 12 to 15 to 18 months. Um, with having more vendors in the rating, we also see that um, clearly there are some changes in the, the, the in the top positions. Uh, or I would probably better say there are some of the vendors which either haven't been in or which were uh, not that far on their, their journey of modernization the last time we did this leadership compass um, moved up the stack. Um, I expect that we have more vendors in and more maturity in the next edition. Okay, I think that is teaser enough for those who are interested in that market segment and understanding which are the products that are in this ominous upper right corner of our uh, of our um, of our diagrams uh, are, should should know that they can go to our website and get that document. Um, it's a subscription document, but there is a 30 days um, um, starter subscription to have a, um, a short insight into uh, what we provide as research as Kupinger Coal analysts. Um, any final words, any final recommendations before we close down and of course send our audience to the website? Uh, what was, was there something striking in the analysis that you executed? Yeah, I think I, I think I touched most of the points. Like 
really, as I've said, seeing this market maturing, seeing also some some interesting specialists emerging, which are really more on the integration side between different components, so which don't deliver the full fabric, but are very good in in the mesh part, um, so to speak. Uh, aside of that, talking about subscriptions, I think my hint would be, um, yes, go for at least a research subscription, but check with our team about the um, enterprise subscription, which not only give you access to research, but also to the analysts at any time. And then you can the e- directly gather our feedback. Right. And the events, because EIC is just over and it was and a great event. And, uh, so that is all covered with this that enterprise subscription. Um, thank you very much, Martin, for, for joining me today, for giving an, an insight into this really new leadership compass about identity fabrics. Looking forward to having you soon again. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.